Hey guys, Eric Lindine here. I'm the lead pastor of Mosaic Church in Maple Grove, Minnesota. Welcome to our podcast. Thank you for joining us today. I hope this message inspires you, encourages you, and transforms you, and that this is just the beginning of a conversation between you and Jesus. Enjoy the message. Oh, I love it, love it. Hey, Merry Christmas! Welcome to Mosaic. My name is Eric. I'm the pastor here, and it's just so good to see you all. This is the season of Christmas, and I love this season probably more than anyone else. Anyone else with me? This is the best time of year. Yeah, one of my favorite things about Christmas is this is the season for giving. Little little uh, survey here. How many of you are completely done? No more shopping left. You're all the way done. Wow, quite a few of you. How many of you haven't started yet? Anyone? No way. <laughs> There's a couple of people. Wow. I, I know what Josh is doing tomorrow. Anyone who's just got a little bit left to do? Yeah, okay. Yeah, I got a little bit left to do. Nice. I can tell you easily the greatest Christmas gift I ever got. I was 10 years old, and I unwrapped this huge box, and it was the Lego Barracuda pirate ship. Anyone a uh, big Lego fan? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was for sure the greatest gift I ever received, and it's for my parents. And the best thing about it, too, was all my friends and my little sister and my little sister's friend named Kristen, which is now my wife, but they were all super jealous of this pirate ship for like the next 10 years as they go into my room and see this amazing big pirate ship. But the thing about gifts is sometimes I think we focus more on what we want than what we want to give to others. Anyone confess maybe this year you spent more time on building your perfect Christmas list than shopping for other ones? Anyone want to admit it? Yeah, maybe some kids for sure. Yeah, yeah. It's like, right, Ethan's thinking like, no, I just got to help my mom and dad love me the best, right? Like, I want to make sure they know that they can give me the best gift ever. Sometimes the problem is there's things we want that's a little different than things that we need. Sometimes we don't always want the things that we really need. But see, at Christmas time, we celebrate that God knew what we truly, truly needed. If you have your Bibles, you can turn with me. A lot of times I have a TV up here or slides in the back, but tonight we're not doing that. We're going old school. So if you have your Bibles or your phone, you can turn with me to Isaiah chapter 9. We're going to read verse 2. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwelt in a land of deep darkness, on them has light shined. Verse 6, for to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and of peace there will be no end. On the throne of David and over his kingdom to establish it and to uphold it with justice and with righteousness from this time forth and forevermore. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. Would you just join me in prayer? God, I thank you that to us a child was born, to us a Savior was given. So, God, I just pray that tonight our hearts would just be moved at the gift that you gave us. 
that which what we needed the most. In your name we pray. Amen. I love this passage. It's Isaiah, a prophet, prophesying who was to come hundreds of years later. And then the angels show up to tell the shepherds and they quote from Isaiah, hey, for to you is born today in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. I've probably read this passage a thousand times in my life, maybe, maybe even 10,000 times, I don't know. But it really struck me this Christmas season that he writes, for to us a child is born, to us a son is given. See, have you ever gotten a gift from someone who you feel like the gift was more about them than about you? <laughs> or maybe they gave you a gift and like they really want you to be into something. I, I, my old pastor in Colorado, I remember I, I was not a country music fan, sorry uh, if some of you guys are into country music. And for my birthday, he gave me a Keith Urban DVD. And I was like, thanks? He's like, no, 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 like, you're going to like this. He was right. It's really, really good. So I'm a Keith Urban fan, not a country music fan. But it was one of those, he liked country music, and I think he wanted me to like country music as well. Sometimes gifts are like that, right? Like maybe someone wants you to really get into golf, and so they give you maybe some golf clubs or whatever it is. They're like, they want you to be excited about that. Have you ever opened a gift and, and you have to like win an Oscar for the best acting award? Because you're opening it and you're like, oh, thank you. That's exactly what I wanted, you know? Sometimes gifts are like that. But see, what God gave us was the greatest gift of all, what we truly, truly needed. To us, a Savior is born, and his name shall be called. What names we give something matters, amen? The thing we call something, that has a lot of meaning and value. And this is the name that Jesus says, I'm going to be called. But here's the thing, this isn't about Jesus, this isn't about what he, he's like, hey, hey, I demand some respect. I need to be called this thing. He's saying, this is what's good for you. See, when God gave Jesus to us, it wasn't about what God needed. See, God did not need to come down to be born in the flesh, to experience life like you and I, to be born in a manger, in poverty and obscurity. God didn't need to come down and gather 12 disciples to start a movement to change the world. God didn't need for himself to come down and be thirsty and hungry and to be betrayed and, and, and to have people whisper about his mom and all these things. God didn't need that, but you know who needed that? You and I needed that. For to us is given the greatest gift, and he shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. When I hear that word, wonderful counselor, I think of a therapist. <laughs> Maybe some of you, like me, you have a therapist you go to. And see, we believe here, we believe in the power of prayer, but we also believe in counselors and therapists, and that's good. And some of us, maybe we have our personal therapist, we have our marriage therapist. If you don't think you have any therapists and you're on social media, you've got hundreds of therapists, okay? <laughs> you're just blasting out your stuff, you're getting advice. That's what a counselor, that's what a therapist is. But Jesus is our wonderful counselor. He's a good counselor. He's not a bad therapist, which made me just think of this old 
Bob Newhart sketch about a terrible counselor. So if you've got that video, go ahead and run this. Uh, Dr. Switzer? Uh, yes, C come in. I'm just, just washing my hands. Uh, I'm Catherine Bigman. Janet Carlisle referred me. Oh, yes. Still uh, being uh, buried alive in a box. Yes, yes, that's me. <laughs> Should I lay down? Oh, no, 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 we don't, we don't do that anymore. Just, just have a seat. And, uh, and let, let me uh, tell you a, a bit about our, our billing. I, um, I charge $5 for the, for the first five minutes. And, and then absolutely nothing after that. How, how, how does that sound? <laughs> that sounds great. <laughs> Too good to be true, as a matter of fact. <laughs> well, I can, I can almost guarantee you that, that our session won't last the full, uh, the full five minutes. Now, um, <laughs> we don't do any insurance billing, so you would either have to pay in, in cash or by check. <clears throat> wow, okay. And, uh, and I, I don't make change. All right. <laughs> and go. <clears throat> go. Well, tell what? me, tell me about the problem that you wish to address. Oh, okay. Uh, well, I have this fear of being buried alive in a box. <laughs> I just, I start thinking about being buried alive, and I begin to panic. Has, has, has anyone ever, ever tried to, to bury you alive in a box? No. No, but truly thinking about it does make my life horrible. I mean, I can't go through tunnels or be in an elevator or in a house, anything boxy. So what, what you're saying is you're, uh, you're claustrophobic. Uh, yes. Yes, that's it. All right. Well, uh, let's go, Catherine. I'm... Uh, I'm going to uh, say two words to you right now. I, I want you to listen to them very, very carefully. Then I want you to take them out of the office with you and incorporate them in, into your life. Well, shall I uh, write them down? Well, it, if it makes you comfortable, it's just two words. Most, we find most people can, uh, can remember them. <laughs> okay. You ready? Yes. Okay, here, here they are. Stop it! <laughs> Stop it? Yes. S-T-O-P, new word, I-T. So, what are you saying? <laughs> you, you know, it's funny. I, I, I say two simple words, and I cannot tell you the amount of people who say exactly the same thing you're saying. I mean, this, you know, this is not Yiddish, Catherine. This is English. Stop it. So, I should just stop it. There you go. I mean, you... you, you you don't want to go through life being scared of being buried alive in a box, do you? I mean, that sounds, sounds frightening. <laughs> yes. Then stop it! I can't. I mean, it's been with me no, since no, no, childhood. No, no, no. No, we, 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 we don't go there. Just, just stop. So I should just stop being afraid of being buried alive in a box. You got it. Good go. Well, it's only been... It's only been three minutes, so that will be um, uh, $3. Oh, man. I think some people come to church and they think that's what God is like. It's like, try harder. Just stop it. Just don't be depressed. Just stop it. Stop being scared. Stop sinning. 
But Jesus is a wonderful counselor. He's not like that. He is going to give us his wisdom and journey with us to become what God wants us to be. See, you think oftentimes we don't give God credit enough that he sees the greatness inside you that he wants you to be. And the gift he's going to give you through Jesus as our wonderful counselor is the gift of his wisdom. And when you activate that wisdom in your life, you'll be able to become the person that God wants you to be. But he's not just going to yell at you to stop it. He's going to be the wonderful counselor giving you his wisdom, walking beside you to become that person that he knows you can be. He's going to be the wonderful counselor and the mighty God. Now, when I first read that, I kind of feel like that's redundant, right? Mighty God, like God implies that he's mighty. But what that means is Jesus is our strength. That when we, we can't do it alone, he comes beside us and says, hey, I am the mighty God. I am the one to give you strength. See, I think what happens so often is we feel like we're strong and capable on our own. And then when we are struggling, when we're hurting, that's when we go to Jesus and he gives us our strength. But see, here's the thing. Jesus doesn't want you just to go to him when you're weak and when you have nowhere else to go. Because then you're just going from weak to average. But Jesus truly wants you to be the strong person that he believes that you can be, that you can walk in newness of life and truth and hope and love. And so what Jesus wants you to do is that when you are strong, when you are feeling capable to go to Jesus so that he can then level you up to new levels of strength that you can't go to on your own. There's a story in the Bible of David, this young boy who slays the giant Goliath. David didn't need God's help on that because he was weak. David was young. He was strong. He was a warrior. He killed a lion. He killed a bear. He is at the top of his game. But he was facing something he could not face on his own, Goliath. And God was his mighty strength. And with that, David went from his own natural strength to supernatural strength to accomplish what he could not do on his own. So Jesus, he wants to give you his wisdom as the wonderful counselor. He also wants to give you his strength as the mighty God, not just when we're weak, not just when we're at the end of our rope, not just when we don't know what to do, but when we're strong, when we're capable, when we're feeling great, turn to him and allow, you, allow him to take you to that next level to strengthen up because we need him on our side. Amen? I, I, I have a, the best picture I have of this is when you have someone on your side who can do what you can't do, and I love Buddy the Elf for this, so go ahead and roll that next clip. How was school? Was it fun? Did you get a lot of homework? Huh? Do you have any friends? Do you have a best friend? Does he have a big coat too? Go away! Ow! Son of a nutcracker! nutcracker. Snowballs is a good. 
I love it. Buddy the Elf. That's what it's like to have a mighty God on your side. So Jesus wants to give you his wisdom and his strength. It says he's the everlasting father. Now, got to be honest here. I was like, people don't like four points in a sermon. I'm going to do three. I'm going to cut this one out because people don't like to talk about fathers. And then today I was like, I got to talk about it. Here's the thing. I've been a pastor for 20 years now. And a lot of people have baggage with their dads. Because even if you had a great dad... He wasn't a perfect dad. And some of you didn't have good dads. You had terrible dads. And so I've had people say, why do we even use the language of fathers? Why not mothers? And that's that's a good question. Like, a lot of dads, the last couple thousand years, we have not always done the best job. Moms, you guys have. You've stepped up. Give yourself a hand. Moms, yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys are amazing. But maybe instead of changing the language, we dads should step it up. Amen. But here's the thing. He's the everlasting father. That he is the good and true dad that we've all have longed for. No matter if you had a great relationship with your dad, there's something inside of us that longs to be connected to the one who made us. But here's the thing. is Jesus is our everlasting father, and so he has a different perspective. So while we are down here in 2022, almost, right? 2021, almost 2022, and we're freaking out and we're like, God, don't you understand what's going on? He's like, whoa, 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 hang on. I have an everlasting perspective. I have something much bigger. What you're asking me to do right now is going to make things worse for you, but you don't realize it. See, sometimes we get so limited in our perspective, we think, Maybe, hey, I'm so tired of being alone, and then our answer to that is to have a relationship with someone who's not the right person. Or we're so tired of this job, we quit, we take another job that's not the right job. We leave that church, we leave that friendship, and then our solution is worse. But see, our everlasting Father has an eternal perspective, and he's never going to lead you into something out of something that's going to make things worse for you. Because he, as a good father, wants the best for you. He wants to give you his wisdom. He wants to give you his strength. He wants to give you his presence as the dad who is proud of you. Who has an everlasting perspective. And finally, he's the prince of peace. So many times I've read this and thought, peace. That's what Jesus brings is is peace. And I love Eugene Peterson, one of my favorite authors. He translated the whole Bible, and he, he translated this as the Prince of Wholeness, which is shalom, which is what I have tattooed on my wrist, because it really does mean more than just peace. It means wholeness and life and vitality. But sometimes I think what I've done is I focus too much on that word peace and not on that first word, which is prince. Prince means authority means he's in control. See, how often do we want the 
peace without the prince. We want the gifts of God without the presence of God. But to have the prince of peace says, I am submitting my will towards you because I don't want just your gifts. I want you and I want you to be in charge of my life. That is what it means that he is the prince of peace. Whatever it is you're going through, Jesus wants to give you, though, his peace, his wholeness. And this idea of shalom, peace, means perfectly accepted by God vertically, in harmony with those around you, in harmony with creation, all those things. It's peace, it's wholeness. I'm going to wrap it up here. I think what has happened so often, though, is we as Christians, as Christ followers, we've opened the first gift that God gives us. The gift of salvation, which means we are made right with God. And if you have not made that decision, you can cross that line of faith to be made right with God. But then we stop there. And Jesus is saying, no, 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 there's four more presents under the tree. Why did you stop there? I want to give you my wisdom. I want to give you my strength. I want to give you a sense of identity that I'm your father and I, you are my child. And I want to give you my peace. Too often we just stop at the gift of salvation and we don't activate those other gifts that God has for us. And so my hope, my prayer for you this Christmas season is that you would open those other gifts. That you would receive from him his wisdom. That he truly wants you to walk in a way that is wise, making good decisions. That he wants to give you his strength not just when you're weak and you can't handle, but when you are thriving and doing great, that you can level up to go beyond what you think you can handle on your, on your own, your own level of strength. Because God says, hey, there's more that you can do. There's more that you can love. There's more growth for your business. There's more growth for your family. He wants to give you a sense of identity. That if you don't know who you are and then you struggle in relationships, you can know he is your everlasting father. He has a good perspective. He is not trapped here at the end of 21. He was not surprised at what's going on. And he wants to give you his peace, but that starts with him as the prince. I'm going to write the band to come on up. And if you just close your eyes right now, I'm just going to close in prayer. And I want to speak to a couple different groups of people here tonight as we wrap it up. First, for those who you came to a service and, and we're so glad that you're here. But maybe you've never taken that decision to follow Jesus and to make him the leader of your life and put your hope and trust in him. And Jesus says, the first gift I offer is the free gift of salvation and grace and you can be forgiven and you don't have to earn it, but all you have to do is receive it. If that's you tonight, you want to make that decision, just say, say the simple prayer. Jesus I give you my life. You can just pray that, Jesus, I give you my life. And it's not the whole conversation you have to have, but it's just the start of a conversation between you and God. Maybe there's people here tonight, and you feel like you've just, you've opened that gift of salvation, that's it. And so you want to pray, Jesus, I need your wisdom. Maybe tonight you're just going to pray that, Jesus, I need your wisdom right now. Be my wonderful counselor. Maybe you need his strength. You know you've just been relying on yourself too much, but you know that there's more for you. 
And so just pray, Jesus, be my strength as the mighty God. Perhaps tonight you've just struggled with your identity and sense of who you are. And you should reach out to him and say, Jesus, be my everlasting father with the eternal perspective. Help me to know and understand that I am your child. Or perhaps tonight there are things going on in your life and you are struggling and, and you need his peace. Just reach out to the Prince of Peace and say, I submit to you and I want your peace and wholeness and life and joy in, in my heart and mind and soul right now tonight. Let's all pray. Jesus, I just thank you that you are here. You are with us. That You offer us the free gift of salvation, but then it doesn't just stop there. I pray for each and every one of us this Christmas season. We would receive and activate in our life your gift of your wisdom and strength and identity and peace. Thank you, God, for the gift of your son, the wonderful counselor, the mighty God, everlasting father and prince of peace. In your name we pray, amen. Would you stand with me? We're just gonna uh, uh, sing the end of that first song we sang tonight as it just recounts these words of who Jesus is. Thank you so much for joining us on the Mosaic Maple Grove podcast. I wanna encourage you to take the message you just received and allow it to go deeply into your soul. Let Jesus do the deep work that only he can do. A special thank you to everyone who gives to Mosaic Maple Grove. Your generosity allows this message to go out into the world. You can be a part of the Mosaic Tribe by going to mymosaicchurch.com. You can also subscribe, rate, and share this podcast with your friends and family. Thanks again for listening. Grace and peace, my friends.